expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. I'm Nancy Sun with the easy news. The TIEX opened up 174 points this morning from last Friday's close at 16,127 on turnover of 9.2 billion NT. The market plunged 3.03% last Friday to close below 16,000 points after an overnight sell-off on Wall Street. Tech stocks were hit particularly hard, falling 3.52%, followed by stocks in the financial and food sectors. And Taiwan semiconductor manufacturing tumbled 4.57%, while MediaTek plunged 5.08%. Market watchers are warning that the high liquidity has given a big boost to shares in recent months, but could fade as Treasury bills yields in the United States climb. A petition aimed at paving the way for the launch of a national referendum against a CPC liquefied natural gas receiving station project located near an area of Eagle Reefs has passed the second stage threshold for official consideration. According to the Rescue Dotan Eagle Reefs Alliance, it has collected 296,697 signatures, surpassing the threshold of about 289,667 required by the Central Election Commission. The partition was initiated by Alliance convener Pan Chongchen last year, and Pan says he hopes to collect 450,000 signatures by March 10th to draw a high degree of public attention to the issue ahead of a public referendum on August 28th on the LNG project. The Central Weather Bureau says the mercury in the north will drop to below 20 degrees over the coming couple of days due to seasonal winds. But central and southern parts of the island will be less affected by the weather system, with daytime highs in those areas hovering between 26 and 29 degrees. The northeasterly winds are forecast to begin weakening on Thursday and Friday, when temperatures in the north are expected to rebound. However, the mercury is forecast to drop again from Saturday, and rain is forecast for the north through the weekend and into early next week. In international news, Chinese health experts say the country plans to inoculate 40% of its population by June. The National Health Commission says the country has delivered 52 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines as of February 28th. The commission says China has been slow to vaccinate its people relative to other countries, inoculating only 3.6% of its population of 1.4 billion so far. Israel is ranked first for its inoculation campaign, having vaccinated over 90% of its people. The U.S. has vaccinated about 22% of its population. 
Developers of China's four currently approved vaccines have said they could manufacture up to 2.6 billion doses by the end of the year. But China's health experts say even at the rate of vaccinating 10 million people a day, it would take roughly seven months to vaccinate 70 percent of its population. Meanwhile, Twitter cracks down on COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. AP correspondent Mike Gracia reports. Twitter is putting the hammer down on COVID misinformation. In a blog post Monday, Twitter announced it has begun labeling tweets that include misleading information about COVID-19 vaccines, and Twitter is now using a strike system that could lead to a permanent ban for repeat offenders. People incurring one strike for a single violation will see no action. A second strike. Will lead to an account being locked for 12 hours. Five or more strikes will get the user permanently banned from Twitter. I'm Mike Gracia. And the United Arab Emirates' first ambassador to Israel arrived to begin his posting in Tel Aviv, barely half a year after the country's established diplomatic relations. Ambassador Mohammed Al Kajah met with Foreign Minister Gabi Ashkenazi in Jerusalem on Monday ahead of a meeting with President Reuven Rivlin to present formally his credentials. Israel and the UAE announced what has become known as the Abraham Accords in August to normalize ties under a U.S. broker deal. And that was the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun.